We shouldn't have any mean, hot-tempered, can't-get-along-with-believers. Stop lying, talking about he ain't finished with me yet. I ain't finished with you either. We're going to work you over some more. Oh, he ain't finished with me yet. Well, he ought to start it on you. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You ought to be different, folk. This is Jerry G. Martin. With all the things that are going on in our world and in our families today, I am bringing this urgent message to help every believer reach out to those who are lost. It is only through the salvation of Jesus Christ will our nation and culture be changed. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. The television show 60 Minutes told the story of a nurse who works with the dying. She counsels the terminally ill patients and helps him or her face death and help the family with plans to make the patient's last weeks or last month meaningful. Usually as the end approaches, and we notice this with the hospice care, the patient wants to return home to spend the final days with family and friends. As we look at the closing chapters in the book of John's gospel, we can sense something very similar. The mood changes in this gospel. In the first part of John, Jesus is teaching about who he is. And then in the last part, he is now preparing for his crucifixion and resurrection. The sharp tone of conflict is silent. The Pharisees are not trying anymore to entrap Jesus with strategically phased, uh, phrased questions. Instead, we sense a tenderness and a strange sort of peace. Jesus speaks in John chapter 14. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Jesus' life now is measured not only in months or weeks, but by hours. He know he only have a few more hours. And Jesus chose to spend the last hour on earth with his disciples to his own. He says to, to you and to me, he's going to give a special message that he wanted us to take with us as he leaves. He explains the practice and the presence of and how to have an intimate fellowship with God. He says, I want you to know how to walk with God in an intimate way. These words of Jesus are spoken in one of the longest discourses in the scriptures in the book of John, chapters 14, 15, 16. He's preparing for his betrayal. He's preparing for his execution. He's preparing for his resurrection and his return to his heavenly father. If you were going to leave, if you know that you're leaving for the last time, what words would you have for those who you're leaving behind? You're going to leave words of instructions, perhaps, if you're talking to your children. 
In John chapter 15, I want to look at this familiar passage. In John chapter 15 and verse 15, Jesus speaking to those who have been with him for three years. They have followed him. They have watched him. They have participated with him. And he's going to give them some final instructions. And I'm thinking about this as we prepare to move from this building to the next. It is, it is a monumental move for us, but it's also a time for us to refresh and to understand the purpose for which we are here as believers in the church. Jesus said to his disciples, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last. Then the Father will, will give you whatever you ask in my name. I want to focus first on the, on the statement that he made. He says, I no longer call you servants. I used to call you servants, but I don't call you servants anymore. That was the nature of our relationship when we first met, Jesus is saying. Remember when he called his disciples, he said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You're going to be a servant. They were servants, but he says, I no longer call you servants because you have taken the initiative to learn about me and my father's business. You are no longer a servant. See, a master and a servant relationship can be challenging. A good servant usually respond first out of obedience, not love. The servant is responding out of obedience when he has a master. The master says, I want you to do this. I want you to um, uh, perform in this manner. I want you to do these tasks. And we're doing them out of obedience, not out of love for the master. A servant can feel inadequate and put upon. But Jesus says, I used to call you a servant. Now I am calling you a friend. I'm calling you a friend because I have entrusted you with everything I know. I've shared my vision. I've shared my purpose. I've shared my goals with you. And you bought into them. And you moved just from being a servant to being my friend. I believe Jesus wants us today to move from being a servant to being a friend. When we first were saved, when we first came to Christ, the Lord expects us to begin to walk in a life of obedience. He expects us to obey. And some of us don't know a whole lot about the Lord when we first come to him. We know what we've heard, but we don't know him. And so we just say, uh, Lord, I, I, I want to live for you. So we walk in obedience. But if we're not careful, we will retain and remain in a servant mentality. 
a servant mentality. They didn't use the word employee back in those days, but you've seen people with an employee mentality. They're not interested in anything on the job except the paycheck. They will say, uh, that's not my job when asked to do something above and beyond. In fact, all I want to do is hurry up and so I can leave. I don't like this job. I'm only here for the money. And maybe there are some believers that they don't even like being saved. They're just here to, for hell avoidance. I just don't want to go to hell. So I guess I better get saved and go to church from time to time. But don't ask me to do anything else. I didn't know I was going to stop by there. But I believe he wants us to move from being a servant. Because there's a servant attitude and a servant mentality. That if, uh, if I wasn't in this situation, I wouldn't do this. So you better be glad I'm here. But as we come to know him and experience the Lord, we learn to love him. Okay, maybe you should talk to your grandparents when, when they said, I know that he's a way maker. I know that he's a doctor in the sick room. And he's a lawyer in the courtroom because I've experienced the presence and the power of God. If you want to know why your grandparents or your grandmother or your grandfather, would, you could hear him praying early in the morning or late at night. They have moved from a servant to an intimate relationship with God because they've seen what the Lord has done in their lives. And, and the more you know God and the more you serve him and worship him, you'll begin to find out that when you need him, he, can all, he will always show up. When you need him, you will appreciate his, his faithfulness. The songwriter said, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. You will begin to recognize that if it was not from the, for the goodness of God, you wouldn't be where you are today. Somebody says, I don't like where I'm at today. Well, you wouldn't even be there. <laughs> There's somebody that would trade places with you in a minute. You don't like where you are? I'll change. Try where I'm at. Then it would become our desire when we get in an intimate relationship with him, it would become our desire to obey and to serve, not because uh, he's just asked us to do that, but because we love him and we desire to please the Lord. So how do we move then from being just a servant to we are a friend of God? Somebody wrote the song, I am a friend of God. God called Abraham his friend because we, we commune together, we visit together. When you, when you spend time in prayer talking to the Lord and worshiping the Lord and coming to visit with him, then he knows that you have crossed over that line from being a servant. See, here's what the servant do. The servant doesn't talk to the Lord until he needs something. You know, the servant doesn't talk to the Lord until he in a bind. So you might be on a job. You don't like your boss, but when you get in a bind, you go talk to the boss. Uh, can I, I, need, I need some time off. Jesus here then reminds his disciples of how they got to be 
where they are. So if you are saved and serving, do you remember how you got to where you are? How many folks in here say I'm saved? Amen. That I, 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 Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. You saying that today? Well, do you know how you got where you are? He told you in verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit that will last. He said, it, is, it was God's idea to bring you into the kingdom. So you ought not have the attitude that God ought to be happy that you just came you ought to be happy that I'm coming to church, Lord. No, he said, you didn't choose me. You said, but yeah, but I said I wanted to be saved. No, the Lord even put that in your heart. Amen. So you would even have the idea to want to seek him. He said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. God saw something in you that he wanted to use to accomplish his purpose. Now I want you to think about that, that he chose you. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.